Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Uh, hey, Deb, how are you? Uh, I just need to unmute you, Jim. Oh, there, you there we are. Perfect, perfect. Um, okay, we still have people logging in, but just before we start, um, I'd like to introduce you all to Jeff. For people who don't know him, I reckon the most of you do already. Um, he is an absolute expert in everything video um, and is going to share his expertise with us this morning. Uh, so we're going to run a presentation first. Um, you will be able to submit questions via the chat function or the Q&A function. If Jeff is able to, he will answer questions during the presentation, otherwise we'll wait till afterwards. And if we run out of time, don't worry, Jeff will answer questions afterwards. Um, so we'll just yeah, wait. I'm, I'm happy to answer them as, as it goes, as people probably in mind. If I see them pop up, if I don't, Sheila, you're welcome to... Um try to find me get, uh, taking a breath. I'm, I'm a bit uh, not very good at that when I'm presenting, so you might need to interrupt me to draw my attention to something, but happy to chat as we go. No problem, I'm good at that. I'm good at interrupting. Um, okay, so look, we may as well get started. So, um, right, Jeff, without further ado, you go ahead. I'm just going to uh, take myself off screen so as you can share yours. Um, but I'll be in the background. Anyone who needs to talk, raise your hand, or again, use the Q&A or the chat function to ask questions. And I've just received a text message from Sonia Brennan. She says she doesn't have the link. I'm not okay. really in a position to send it to her at the moment. I'll, but somebody I'll else do could. all of that now, yep. I'll work away on that in the background. Don't worry. All right. All right. right. Thanks, Thank you. So, sharing that one. So, Hopefully, you can see uh, see that screen at the moment. Um, uh, let me uh, let me go to that. There we go. So now I don't know if you can see me at the moment, or you can just see the Educate Plus. I know oh, there I am in yep. the corner. Right. Yeah. Great, great, great. Okay, good. Well, look, first of all, thank you very much for turning up. I appreciate you taking the time in your day. Uh, I know things are a little bit unusual now, and a lot of schools are still on holidays, so. Thanks for investing, I guess, a little bit in, in your time to learn a few tips. Hopefully, there'll be some useful insights that you'll get from today. Um, look, I've been telling people how important video is for, for years. I've written books on it. Um, but of course, now in this isolated world that we're living in, it's, it's more important than ever as a tool to communicate with your community, to engage with students, to engage with families, to engage with donors, uh, to engage with prospective families. So, um, I'm going to take you through some, some tips on sort of videos you can make in-house and there's a place for these. I work with a lot of schools, a lot of different clients and I actually talk to them about making their own videos as well as the ones we produce for them because although I'm not in the business of trying to talk myself out of work, I also recognise that there's so many opportunities for people to make their own video content now. It's crazy not to do it. So I like to work with them on that. If they're going to do it, I like to give them some tips so they don't make mistakes that can be avoided. And there's some of the things I'm gonna to talk to you about today. Um, it's really designed to introduce you to some of the fundamentals of um, making videos, some of the things you can do, because we do have the technology available to us today in your hand, in your phones, uh, and, and some people have some more sophisticated technology as well. So I'm gonna look at all of that. Um, but firstly, I've got a poll. Sheila might be able to help me with this, if I can bring yeah. that up, which is um, we're keen to know what department you're working in. So, and I appreciate that some people are new to Educate Plus. They might have found this link today from social media or it's been shared to them. 
So if you're not a member of uh, Educate Plus, you might be doing a different role in a school. You might be working in uh, some kind of administrative role or, or psychology or um, counselling. Um, that'd be none of the above. But hopefully um, you'll find a little bit more about Educate Plus today and the generous sharing that goes on here. It's a very uh, wonderful community, so you might be more interested in finding out more about it afterwards. Okay, we have almost everybody has voted, so I'm going to end polling now. I get to see the results. And oh, there we go. There you Great. go. So a lot of marketing and comms, a bit of alumni there. I've just got to move this thing off my screen here. Uh, enrollments, fundraising, all of the above. Yeah, all of the above. I guess I'm, uh, I'm talking to you people a lot. And none of, none of the above. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you get some useful insights from all of this. Um, I, I'm keen to know who I'm talking to so that I can make sure that the information is relevant. Uh, so it's great. I, there's a bit of a fair mix there, but obviously marketing and comms are mostly interested in video content, which makes a lot of sense. So as I say, the schools I work with, I already work with their marketing and comms departments, but I also share this knowledge with them so that they can take some advantage of, of this technology that we do have available with them. So let's go through some of these. Um, my slides aren't... Right. Technology. So firstly, now that I know a little bit about you, I'll tell you a little bit about me. So Jeff Anderson from Sonic Site, we've been producing videos with schools for about 25 years. So we've seen a lot of changes in that time. We help them uh, attract enrollments, raise funds, engage with their community. I've also written two books, Shoot Me Now, which is about how to make videos, and Watch Me Now, which is about what to do with the videos once you've made them. So today we're talking more, I guess, on the shoot me now side of the, um, of the bookshelf in terms of what you can learn in terms of the sort of things to make videos. And I'm gonna be going through things such as framing. I'm just gonna, uh, just gonna look at framing. I'm gonna look at audio. That's really important with video production. I'm sure you've heard that plenty of times. I'm gonna labor that point again. I'm talking about some tips to stay steady when you're filming some info about lighting and some hacks around lighting as well. Um, some tips on presenting effectively. So you may not be presenting, but you may need to direct somebody who is. So this is gonna give you some little tips on how to make sure that the message gets across effectively. Some essentials around filming, some real basics and um, some things that you are gonna help you regardlessly, regardless. Um, how to extract your footage from your phone. Now this is actually a bit of a hurdle for a lot of people and actually can bring the whole process to a grinding halt. So I'm gonna just give you some really quick, simple tips on that so that you actually get good quality footage off your phone. You can text it to somebody, but that totally degrades the footage and it's not usable. So I'll give you some ideas on how to extract it. Uh, I'll give you some quick tips on editing. That's a whole week or two months or a year's worth of uh, training on its own. So just some real simple um, overview ideas on editing. And also some resources on where you can find uh, some stock footage, some stock music, some free music, free footage, free images uh, to enhance your video productions, as well as some of the other ones you might want to pay for so that you can um, have a library of stuff that you can go to from time to time. So firstly, I'm going to talk about um, different types of videos we make. So we talk about casual videos. These are the ones that are, are kind of disposable. You shoot them, you post them, and then they're watched, and then you don't really do much with them afterwards. A lot of that content is shot on phones, and this certainly fits in what we're talking about today. So this could be capturing moments that are happening around the school, um, or simple messages that are really time-based, they just need to go out today, and then the job is done. So that's the casual content, and that's really 
you know, stuff that can be done on the phone. But we can also enhance the quality of that. And then I talk about community grade content. So this is also what we're talking about today because this is the sort of productions that would go out to people who are already part of your community. So these could be the students, staff, uh, families, um, donors. So you're getting information out to them. It may not need to have all the bells and whistles, but it still needs to, you know, represent your brand reasonably effectively. The next grade of video content that we produce is the commercial grade stuff. So that's the stuff we play in. We also help out schools with the community stuff. Um, but it's about, you know, the high-end stuff, which needs to be really well produced and deliver a, have a particular purpose that it's going out there for. So today, I'm going to be talking more about the casual and the community grade content. But firstly, so that I know who I'm talking to in this regards, I'm keen to know in this poll, Sheila, that's your, that's your cue. Um, yeah. What sort of camera are you using? Are you using a, a phone? Do you have a digital SLR or a video camera? Something a bit more high end that, you know, has proper audio and all that sort of functionality. Because that's going to affect a little bit about the messaging that I'm going to talk about today. Um, so let me know. I'm going to have a drink. <laughs> okay. People are still filling it in. <clears throat> all right. Okay, I'm going to stop polling now, and here are the results. iPhones. Damn those iPhones. <laughs> um, so, great. So, a few people have got some digital SLRs and some video cameras. Excellent. All right. Um, we actually have an interesting uh, relationship with iPhones here in Australia. Around the world, iPhones account for a, uh, somewhere in the, um, the sort of 20% range all around the world. But in Australia, they're much higher represented. And in schools even higher still. So, um, so that's great. All right, so I'll take you through that. So firstly, I'll just close that down. Let's have a little bit of the reasons why you should shoot on the phone. And really, the first and most appropriate reason is, is the best camera you have with you is the one that you have with, the best camera is the one you have with you at the time. <laughs> I'm sure that makes sense. Um, so the point is, there's so many great things to capture. And if you're at an event or a school event, you know, it's so easy to pull out your phone and you can grab a copy of whatever's happening. And I encourage you to do that. You may not use it immediately, but it may come in handy later on. Or if you're working with a professional company later on, having that footage can be gold. It can really help enhance the overall messaging of what's going on. And it's high quality. These days, the quality of the phones are amazing. You know, they're 4K. They're getting better and better every day. So... Don't underestimate the quality of um, what you can shoot on your phone. It really is, is great. The other thing, it can be easy to distribute quickly. You know, if you have your Facebook or your Instagram account logged in, you can upload content straight away. You can do live content straight away. It's really, it's really great that, like that. And also people are a lot more tolerant these days. They recognise the footage that's been shot on phone and they accept it. They go, yeah, that's shot on a phone. Um, and that's great because I want to see what the kids were doing today or what's going on. So... They're the generic reasons. They're not necessarily so appropriate now in this age of isolation, but there's still reasons why you should always be thinking about using a phone and having it with you. The downside of using a phone, audio quality can be a problem, okay? And I've, I'll talk to you some of the solutions we have around that. Um, the depth of field, it's not great. It's, it's you know, a little flat, but there are filters and things you can put in for that if you wanted to enhance um, that, that effect. Um, and as I mentioned before, extracting footage can be a bit clunky, but there are ways to work around. And one of my big, big bugbears is that people film in, for, in portrait aspect. And I feel like I'm, I'm fighting against the tide with this point, but I'm going to keep fighting it. Um, I, you do need to shoot it in landscape mode. That's, that's one of the key things. And I'll talk about framing now to go into a little bit more detail about that. 
a lot of people when they they take a photo or take a video they frame it like this they put the head in the center of the frame because it, you know it seems right but when you look at it afterwards you realize you've got all this empty space above the frame and it's not it's not using the space well i mean if i'm if i'm presenting to you like here it doesn't have the authority it doesn't have the the impact that you'd expecting but when i'm filming you know shooting it like this where my head's near the top of the frame you've got a lot more um it's better framed you're, you're, you're using the space properly you need to get in the habit of looking through the viewfinder and seeing the whole image of what you're filming and not just sort of focusing on the face so taking take on board everything that's there now as i mentioned one of my pet hates is when uh films are a shot in in portrait i get it it makes sense humans are portrait it looks like you know if you film it that way but really it really limits what you can do with it after the event if you're filming at landscape you have so many more options with videos that you're making um, and how you're using it afterwards so always shoot it in um in landscape and uh here's a little bit of a message this is going to be a little bit clunky i'm not going to play the whole thing i encourage you to look it up afterwards it's called vertical video syndrome This video didn't have to look this way. It could have been prevented. Say no to vertical videos. Vertical videos happen when you hold your camera the wrong way. Your video will end up looking like crap. <laughs> there are more and more people addicted to making vertical videos every day. It's not crack or nothing, but it's still really bad. It goes on, um, and it's great. But so the point is, please, please, think about what you're doing. Film it in landscape mode. You'll have a lot more use for it. You'll, it'll, it'll be a lot. It'll look a lot better. You won't have these black bars on these videos that go out. Um, so yes, film it landscape. Um, also, when you're filming interviews, there's a thing like uh, we talk about it, which is called speaking space. So this is the area to the uh, to the right of this gentleman um, that he's speaking to. It's it just feels when you're speaking straight to camera, you're centered. But when you're doing an interview off camera. You give a bit of space so that you're talking to the person there. That just feels a little bit more natural. So just be aware of that. Um, you can also play around with this. If you're, if you're going to be putting text on screen, you might want to have somebody speaking straight to camera, but then you can, sorry, I'm looking at this from mirror, put your, your text to the side of it. So just be aware of framing. Um, but give speaking room for the person who's been interviewed. That'll feel more natural. If you look at any um, any videos, any television, you'll notice, you, you'll see, oh yeah, they've actually got them off center as they're talking across camera to whoever they're talking to. So just be aware of that. One of the big things always uh, with video production is audio. It's so important. Um, it's important you've got a decent microphone. You can get away with a lot of, um, a lot of stuff with just using your phone if you're close enough to somebody i say if you're breathing distance away you can um you can still use the phone that's there so long as you're aware of the background noise you don't want a lot of trains or children screaming or trucks or planes or construction work going on um not that you can help that it's often happening around schools but just be aware of it so listen to what all the other noises are um, ideally it's great if you can monitor the audio as you're recording now that's not always possible although there are some um, some technology that I'll tell you about which doesn't allow you to check the audio while you're recording so listen out for that um, and yeah if you can't monitor it straight away when you're recording listen to it straight afterwards just check it because the fact is audio is 10% of the consideration and 90% of the problem afterwards if you 
and you, you, you spot the difference between an amateur and a professional video because of the audio straight away. It affects the credibility of what you're doing. So you really do need to have a strategy and a plan around audio so that you can get good audio. Uh, you make sure it's right. Don't leave the shoot until you've checked it. You've made sure that you've got it properly. Batteries die if you're using microphones. Um, there can be buzzing, there can be interference. You wanna play it back and just check, yep, we got it right. You wanna make sure that you've got the right microphone. Sometimes if you're using um, a more advanced camera, you might be using a, a camera top microphone as well as a shotgun microphone or some other microphone. And you've ended up recording the camera top microphone and not the one that's meant for the interviewee. So listen back, check you've got what you need. Don't leave set until you've got it. So big, big issue is audio, but if you nail framing and audio, you're 90% there in terms of you know, making great looking videos straight away. Some of the, um, the tools you can use for audio. Um, now I've put links in these and she'll explain we'll be able to get access to these slides afterwards so you can cut and paste these links. I put the links down to some of the suppliers that I use. I'm not endorsed by them, I'm not paid by them, I just recommend them because I like them and I trust them, they provide good quality stuff. So I don't get any money out of this. Um, but uh, yeah, Dragon Image are based in Sydney, Melbourne and uh, Brisbane. So you can order online or drop into their stores. They've got some great toys. Um, I mean, technical equipment that's used for video production, of course. Uh, so they, they provide all sorts of really good gear. They're helpful people and they can talk you through it. So the uh, road smart uh, Sorry, yes. we, we have a question from Fiona Spence asking us how to use a lapel mic with an iPhone. So this one will plug straight into an iPhone. Uh, now, if you've got one of the newer iPhones that doesn't have the 3.5 mini jack, you do need to get the adapter, the Lightning to 3.5 adapter, so you can plug it straight in there. Uh, so that does work. Um, so yeah, this is a way, it's a, it's a, it's a few, I think it's one, 1.8 meters long cable. So it's actually quite a reasonable distance. You want, ideally you want to be filming people at about the framing that if you can see me on the video now. So this is called a medium close up. It's from about the chest height to the head height. That's a good framing. Uh, it's not too close, but it's not too far away. The further away you get, it starts to get a little bit, um, you know, you're lacking the impact and the credibility. Um, I can see some more questions are popping up, are they? Wait, yeah, we have a question from uh, Vicky in New Zealand. Are these products available in New Zealand? Absolutely, Vicky. Um, Rode are an Australian company um, and there'll be different suppliers up over there. But if you look for Rode Smart Lab, um, yes, you'll find them over there. Absolutely. Um, they're, they're actually doing a great job going around the world with their products. So, um, yeah, just, just, do, just Google um, these things and you'll find them as you go. Um, now I can't get rid of the questions. Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, so another one, so that, that's a lapel microphone, it just plugs onto your collar. I encourage people when they're filming with the lapel microphone to tuck the cable away, put it inside the blouse or the shirt or under the jacket so you don't have these ugly wires. I'm a big fan of not distracting people with the technology that's been used for the filming. So by that I mean minimise any indication that you've got there. So for me now, I've got a microphone, it's up here, it's not in shot, you don't see it. When we film, we like to use shotgun microphones out of sight rather than lapel microphones. But lapel microphones are, you know, are a great tool as well. They can be used very discreetly and, and attached to the clothes. So, but just put the, tuck the cables away so they're not in sight is, is my preference there. Another one that we can use, if I can, is the, um, the Rode Wireless Go. Now this is a relatively new microphone. It's a great piece of kit. Um, it's very small. Uh, so it's only, it's only about this big, each, each one of those. 
And you can use one, it's actually got a microphone built into it. So you don't actually even have to have a microphone, but it does need to be line of sight. So you could use it if you put it into a, say, a, a suit jacket pocket. Um, you could have it popping up there. It also has the, uh, a socket for it to attach the, um, the lapel microphone. I'd recommend you use the lapel microphone, again, for you know, the discrete audio management of it. But it then connects up to the receiver. So this is a wireless kit. So this is great if you're filming um, over a bit of a distance, but you still need to be able to hear them clearly. Or they might be moving around a fair bit. Um, this, is, this is really useful. There are other wireless kits out there as well. Have a look for those. Um, check out the reviews and stuff for this. But this is a great way to get um, clean audio directly from the person using a microphone. If you forget the lapel microphone, you've still got the microphone built into the transmitter. So, so that's an option for you as well. The Rode VideoMic Me um, is like a little mini shotgun microphone that can plug into your 3.5 mil socket, which no longer phones have. So it's not as, not as great as it used to be, unless you've got one of the older phones um, or, an, or an Android. A lot of the Androids still have that, although the latest model doesn't, I notice. Um, and the beauty of this, why I really like this one is I don't know if you can see on the back, it's got a little um, a jack output. So you can actually monitor the audio while you're recording, which is, as I say, you know, really important and really useful. So it cuts back background noise because it's got a shotgun uh, technology. So it's very focused on where it's pointing to. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a, you need the Filmic Pro app on an iPhone to monitor the audio if you use one of these. So uh, yeah, it's a great, great little gadget. Getting a little bit more sophisticated, um, you can go up to the shotgun microphones like these ones. So the way these work is you see these little holes on the side of the microphone, that actually filters out all the sound going around you and just focuses on the sound coming straight ahead of it. So if you need to point it straight at the mic, at, at the mouth of the person speaking to get the best quality audio from that. But they're really good. You need a, a bit more of a sophisticated rig to, um, to use those, so it patches them with everything. Got another question? What about an yeah. Android? Is there a program you need for the shotgun mic? No, the Androids are fine. Um, they're, um, they're better than iPhones. <laughs> Spot my preference. Uh, <laughs> so, um, of course, you can also use the, uh, the Bluetooth heads, uh, headphones and uh, AirPods that come with your iPhones and, and similarly with the, um, the Android phones. They work and you're, you're seen on these days on Zoom calls, you know, the, the TV presenters and lots of people are using them. It's an effective way to do it. It, it works. It's obvious that, it's, that they're using them. Um, but yeah, it, it's another option. Depending, and that, that depends on what sort of video you're making. If it's one of those casual, disposable videos, great. Do it. Yeah, it, people get the message and then it's gone. The next point I want to talk about is staying steady when you're filming. It's, as I mentioned before, it's so important that people are focused on your message and not on the technology behind the filming. You don't want them distracted by how you're shooting something and what's going on. You want them just to focus on it. So having a steady a tripod makes all the difference. It means they can just look at the person presenting, they can see what's happening, and they don't get distracted by the fact that somebody's holding that phone or holding that camera. So these tripods, you know, they're $15 to $40. They're, they're nothing. Go and grab one of those. That's, that's certainly um, a no-brainer. It just makes it easy to film somebody in a, in a controlled way. In the days gone by, we used to have to get a steady cam to get a moving shot, and it cost about $40,000, a lot of training, a lot of expertise. These days, technology has evolved, and now we've got these things called an Osmo. Now, I've got one here. 
And what it is, is you can put your phone uh, on this little handle and it keeps it really steady. So it's very handy. If, I wonder if I can go, I don't know if I can go full screen. Anyway, hopefully you can see that. But yeah, this is a first generation one. They're now up to Osmo 3. Um, and I recommend to all my clients to get one of these because it's a really great, you can see there you've got, yeah, anyway, so it's, um, you can film somebody or you can film yourself using one of these. Um, audio, you can patch it into the phone or you can record it separately or just use the phone. Um, it's really a really great gadget, toy, gadget, technology, gadget, toy. Um, but this is, I think, a, a piece of equipment that I think every school should invest in. And look, that, at that price, $169, it's a no-brainer. You can also get these at Dragon Image. Do a search for Osmo Mobile 3. Um, there's other brands that do the same sort of thing, so you might want to compare them. They're all about the same price, um, but that's a real, um, real no-brainer as far as I'm concerned. Um, Ruth is asking, can you use the Osmo and the Rode Wireless Go together? Uh, you can. Uh, the, the challenge with that is it... Um, is getting you is it can affect the stability of the of the phone. So what I would suggest is I would use um, a different phone to record the audio and then sync it up afterwards. Uh, so, but the idea with the Osmo Mobile is it's it's more for close up stuff. It's for people uh, close by. Uh, Bobby Rentals asked about thoughts on the Osmo Pocket, and I'm just ah. sorry. This is the Osmo Pocket, which is um, a beautiful little gadget. So it's a, it's a tiny, it's also from DJI, um, and it also has a gimbal in it. So the camera has a little, is, is, that's the camera there. It records an SD card on the, um, on the device. This costs about $600. You can also attach, and it's got a little screen on it, so you can actually see what you're filming. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful little piece of gear, but... The downside, and it shoots in 4K, you can, we've shot, you know, swimming carnivals and stuff with this, and it's come up looking a treat. Um, the, the disadvantage with this is, um, it's, well, it's a bit more expensive. It's, it's nearly $600. The Osmo Mobile is $169. And I think, you know, it's used, the, the technology in the phones these days, the, the cameras are extraordinary. So I would, um, you know, highly recommend that. Uh, Hannah's asked, uh, been using a GoPro, how does this compare to shooting on a phone? Look, GoPros are um, very good and obviously they keep bringing out newer and better models every day and they're great. Um, that's okay, you, you can plug in your, your um, audio and stuff into them as well. The, the real difference comes down to the fact that, you know, your phone is going to be on you every, every time and that's, that's where it's really handy. Uh, I think... The GoPro is, you know, it's a sports action camera. That's what it's for. It's designed for, you know, wide angle, get, grabbing what's going on. Uh, certainly has a place. Uh, certainly has some great functionality. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think with all the cameras, I mean, we've got, you know, a lot of different cameras. They're used for different times and different situations. But I'll just show you now. One of my clients um, shot their swimming carnival using the, the Osmo Mobile. And it might be a little bit clunky um, because of the the internet transmission, but hopefully you get an idea of just how smooth the shots look and how the level of production quality has really been enhanced because they've been able to grab these smooth shots throughout.
So as you can see with that, it's just, it, you know, there's, when you're holding this, it's like it's on a tripod. You can move your hand around, but the camera just stays really still and it, it just gives you, it just lifts your overall production uh, significantly. So highly recommend that. I think I've labored that point enough. Another option you can look at is the smartphone vlogging rigs. So just Google uh, smartphone vlogging rig and you'll get these sort of attachments which enable you to hold your phone, but then add on the microphone, add on a light, and you hold it. So, or you can attach it to a tripod, which I'd recommend is probably the better option. You won't have that stability that you'd get from the Osmo Mobile, but you, um, you can, that would be great for doing interviews, uh, where you wanna have good audio and a bit of lighting, and you can put a tripod in. So that's certainly another option for you as well. I was gonna ask if there are any questions at this point, I'll just check. I came in late, Haley. Not sure if you've touched on lighting, any advice would be great. Haley, stand by, you've arrived just in time. Let me talk about lighting. Well, <laughs> so um, the beauty of lighting, Haley, is that it adds impact, it helps with focus, it lifts your production quality and engagement, it reduces the noise in the image. I don't know if you've noticed sometimes when you're you know, using your zoom cameras and stuff, the picture can look very noisy. That's because there's not enough light in the scene. Now, not everybody has a full lighting kit that they can just bring out to, um, to crank out for a particular shoot. But ideally, you want to have some lighting for certain situations. You can look out, um, this is a light from Dragon Image. You can buy this and put it on camera um, or get one of those rigs and stick it on that. It's about $200. So it's not you know, super cheap, um, but it's dimmable. It'll have daylight and, and tungsten lighting. Uh, just a quick, quick uh, tutorial on that. There's different lights in different, different color lighting in different situations. When you're outside, the lighting is actually a lot bluer and our eyes adjust to it. Then inside, it's actually a lot more yellow. It's called tungsten and there's different temperatures, Kelvin temperatures, any science teachers might be able to tell you about that. 32,000 Kelvin is, is uh, tungsten, 5,600 is, um, is daylight. So, these, these lights can adjust to different, different situations so that the color is consistent throughout. You don't want a bit of a blue shade here when you're inside because you're using daylight, unless you're intending to do that. You ideally want it to be just natural all the way. Um, so that, that's an option, is you can go out and buy lights. For the sort of videos I'm talking about, you just want something that's soft, the softer the better. Um, you just want a bit of a glow around the person. You want them to, to pop out. And then, uh, but a hack I've got for you is using your car phone holder and stick that on a window. The windows provide actually generally a very nice bright glow around you. And that's a great way to shoot. If you've got to present to somebody or present a message and you've got a reasonable background behind you, stick one of these onto a window, point it at you, and you'll get that natural light coming in and it'll light everything behind you as well. So that's a bit of a hack, um, but it, it works. It's, um, it's a bit of a workaround when you can't afford to go and buy, you know, $1,000 worth of lighting, which is kind of where you need to go if you want to do it properly, which is where you want to have a couple of lights in front of the person and maybe one behind them to backlight them. That's a, a three-point lighting, which I talk about in my book, if you're interested. <laughs> So let me talk a little bit about presenting effectively. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, you may not be presenting, but you may be filming somebody and needing to direct them to get them to present effectively. So um, a few tips around that. Firstly, have clarity of message. 
keeping it simple is really important. Uh, waffling, rambling, talking to myself as I do this, uh, is, not, is not great. So be clear on what the message is. Understand who the audience is and what's important to them. Often I can work with clients and they want to talk about everything and I have to keep pulling them back and say, well, who's the audience here and what's really relevant? What are they really interested in? Can we just strip it back to what's, what's important to them? So be really clear on what the message is. Know what you want to say and then get to the point quickly. You don't need to, to waffle around it. You don't need to talk around it and set it all up. Just get to the point. You've got to boost your energy. When you're presenting on camera, the camera really dampens your energy. So you've got to turn yourself on or the person who's presenting has to turn on because it's just really flat otherwise. It's not engaging. So you've got to really perform when you're on camera. And so just be aware of that. If you're filming somebody and you know them and you know, look, this isn't as engaging as they can be, you've got to ramp them up. Sometimes what I do is I get people to have a look back at how they perform. So we do a take and I say, just come here and have a look at this. And let me know what you think. Because I know they really, when they see it, they go, oh my God, I'm looking dead almost, very flat. So you've got to boost energy, got to keep uh, performing. Keep your eye line consistent. If you're presenting to camera, keep looking at the camera. If you're talking to an interviewer, keep talking to the interviewer and try not to talk, look back at the camera and the interviewer. Because when you start doing that, you look really dodgy. So just be aware of that. Also, when you finish, when the filming finishes, and I'll talk a little bit about handles later, but you need to keep looking at the camera for a couple of seconds and smile at the end so that your editor can get out. Otherwise, what a lot of people do is says, so thanks very much for joining us. And they walk off as they're finishing the last word. And it's like, wow, that person couldn't wait to get away from this message, could they? So make sure you um, get them to finish looking at the camera. We see that all the time. People finish on their last word. They start to look at the director, say, was that good? And it's like, no, 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 it was great. Right up to that point, you looked away from the camera. So keep, keep engaged with the camera. Project your voice. Try to keep it at a consistent level. Um, oh, and this is this point I was just saying there about smiling at the camera for two seconds at the end. And really important, rehearse. Be comfortable with what you're talking about so that when you're saying it, you're not fumbling around trying to remember, oh, what else was I going to say? Something, a tool that can really help with this, and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail now about this because it's another whole webinar if you want, but that's teleprompt. So you can use a, te a teleprompt to have a fully scripted message and then present that without having to try to remember what needs to be said. You can spend all your energy getting the script right, learning it, knowing it, and then delivering it uh, without having to fumble around. So uh, what I encourage people to do if they're reading a teleprompt is to rehearse it out loud because it's only when you say it out loud that you actually realize what words you're stumbling over or what words don't make sense. Um, so rehearse it out loud, that gets you comfortable with it, it gets you used to it. And then when you present on camera, you're not trying to remember what's coming up, you know it, you can flow with it, and then you can put your energy and your emphasis into the actual delivery of your message rather than trying to remember it. And then smile at the end. Um, so if you're going out filming, Here's a few tips on the sort of things you want to make sure, a bit of a checklist you want to have. Make sure you've got enough media space. So either if you're using SD cards on a camera or if you're using your phone, make sure you've got enough space there in your storage to capture what you need to capture so that you don't run out of space in the middle of it. Have a script ready. So if you've already, um, if you're doing a teleprompt, you'll, you, hopefully you'll have already written the script and loaded that up. But know what the script is, where you're going with it. From your script comes your shot list. So it may be more than just filming somebody presenting to camera. You may need a whole lot of other things where they're, um, they're going to be, that, that are B-roll, other shots that you need for it. 
Um, and I'm just looking to see, something was flashing, I thought I had another question. Um, so yeah, so have a, um, have a shot list, have your um, uh, props, um, you know, things that you need. So these are all the things you wanna do beforehand when you're not stressed about the actual filming. When the filming's happening, there's a lot going on, you don't have time to think about this stuff. What you wanna do is you wanna have it all prepared beforehand, know who the talent is, know where you're gonna be filming them, make sure your batteries are charged. They'll so have all those things organized well in advance so when you turn up, you've got it and then you can trust what you've written down, what your list is and you just work to that. Because on the day, you can be tempted to think, oh, we won't worry about getting those other shots, don't have time and you get back in the edit suite and you think, yeah, there was a reason I wrote that down, wasn't it? I should have got it. So make sure you get it all clear when you've got the um, clear head to do it all and then make sure you, you follow it, you stick to it, you tick off all those items that you needed to have. So when filming, um, include handles but don't overshoot. So what I mean by handles is the beginning and the end of a shot, you need to give a little bit of space. So when, from when you press record, give yourself a few seconds and then start presenting. When you finish, give yourself a few seconds and then press stop recording. Because if you do it at the same time, you're gonna be stopping and starting, there'll be movement, um, and, you'll, and when you go to edit, you're not gonna be able to nicely fade in a, a closing logo or anything like that. So give yourself a couple of seconds at the beginning and head of every take so that you've got room for those in and outs. When you are filming, let the action happen inside the frame. I was talking before about looking through the frame and seeing what's going on. So be aware of it. You don't need to move around to follow everything. You just need to let the frame capture it and let it happen inside the frame. Okay, so just be aware of it. Think of the frame as a picture on a wall and observe everything that's going on in it and then just let that happen. You may need to move a little bit, but avoid the crazy movements because that's just gonna, when you watch it back, you realize you can't focus on anything. It's all just happening too fast. Um, our eyes are able to, to behave like that, but um, not the camera. So just let it, let it happen. Um, know what you're filming and then move it around a little bit if you need to. Uh, B-roll is the footage that you see that enhances the message. So it's the stuff when people aren't talking on camera. It's, it's really useful. It tells you more about what's going on. And I'll just play a little bit of this. I might mute it a bit. Um, and... It adds to the storytelling, but what's really good is it can very quickly show what might have taken a lot more to explain. It can demonstrate it very easily, and it can also help, really importantly, hide the, hide the edits. So that's why B-roll is really useful. Um, it's, it really enhances the overall messaging. It tells you more of what's going on, um, and yeah, it hides edits. So just, just look out for B-roll opportunities. And... Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, editing. So, editing, first thing you need to know is it takes a lot longer than you'd expect. Um, you know, people go, oh, no, it'll only take an hour. And you go, yeah, it'll take a day or it'll take four hours. So, just be prepared if you're doing editing. If you haven't done it yet, don't be disheartened. When you do it, understand and be prepared to know that it's going to take a bit longer because otherwise you're going to feel very, very sad afterwards when you realise, oh, that was all too hard. At least if you know going into it, yep, I think this is going to take an hour and you allow four hours, you might get through it in time and realize, okay, well, that's all right. I, I expected that. So uh, there are lots of different uh, apps. I'll go into those in a sec. Um, make sure you back up your content. Um, but the trick with editing, it's about delivering a compelling message in the shortest amount of time um, and creating music, uh, creating emotion through the music and the pace. Uh, uh, 
and the other thing you've got to do, and I think I talk about this in a sec, is just being ruthless with the editing. Just put in what's really important. So I was talking before about getting the footage off your phone. And it's important that you get the high quality footage off. You don't want to text message something and just have it reduced to a really, you know, a two kilobyte file, which is not usable. So, but if you're transferring it through a cellular network, so either through AirDrop um, or transferring it through WhatsApp, for example, or get it at that high quality and then upload it. Or you can install, um, you know, Dropbox or Google Drive or iCloud onto your phone and then upload it there and then, then transfer it from those, um, those applications. If you do it that way, you'll maintain the quality. You don't want to reduce the quality of your footage until the final step of the process. So at all points, you want to be using with the highest quality. So don't try and text message in it. If you've got students shooting stuff, that's great, but don't get them to text it to you. Send it to you via iCloud or something like that so you can get it. Um, as far as editing apps, there's a variety of different editing apps that you can use on your phones these days. And you know it's quite, quite amazing what you can do with them. So with the Androids, you've got Premiere Clip. Um, the iPhones, you've got iMovie or Adobe Rush CC. Uh, so they're actually quite functional. They're a little fiddly for me. I'm used to using the desktop and using all that. But I think that um, that Swimming Carnival uh, video I showed you before was actually uh, edited on a phone. So, you know, it's quite, you know, it's quite useful what you can get, get done with it. Uh, on the desktops, if you're looking to edit, um, I'd recommend Premiere Pro for uh, Windows. On a Mac, you can get away with iMovie. It's a great way to get into editing uh, and then build up from there. Um, to Final Cut Pro, you can of course also use Premiere Pro on a um, on a Mac as well, as well as ScreenFlow on a PC. Um, Camtasia, ScreenFlow and Camtasia are designed to capture your screen content, so that's quite useful at times. You can also edit with them as well, so they're they're a hundred or two hundred dollars, so they're not that expensive for editing software, and they get you up and running as well. So that's a, a an entry point for it. Uh, as far as some quick editing tips for you, be ruthless. So you may be really attached to footage you've shot, but once again, is it the most essential stuff that you need to get out to your audience? If not, you've got to be ruthless. You've got to cut it down. You've got to get to the point as quickly as you can. A really important thing with editing is balancing the audio. So if you've got music underneath it and you've got someone speaking, you've got to get the levels right so that people can hear the people speaking and maybe still hear a bit of the music without it being too distracting. So that's, that's a really fiddly part of editing. Um, I just see some questions have come in. Is it a teleprompter app for the iPad, which is good? Yes, there is. I'll, but I'm not gonna go there today. <laughs> I use the UCut app on Android for basic, well, UCut app on Android for basic videos. Okay, great. UCut as opposed to YouTube. All right, thanks, Naomi. Um, and Neil, yes, so I'll, um, there's teleprompt plus. I'll uh, talk about that. Um, in the next one, if I get to that. So, um, yeah, and as I mentioned, uh, it takes about four times longer to, um, to edit than you'd expect. So allow the time for it. Now I'm gonna give you a drink in break. Excuse me. <sighs> Where's my Guinness when I need it? Um, Sheila! Don't tempt me. Some resources for you. So um, if you're using you know, music really enhances a production. You've got to be careful about what music you use. You can't use, you know, 
um, unlicensed music, you know, property music that's playing on the radio. It's just, well, firstly, it's illegal, but also the YouTube and Facebook shut it down. They, they recognize it and they just, they lock it out. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a no-no. But there are plenty of free stuff out there. So you can search royalty-free music. And as I say, check that it's actually free, uh, not just royalty-free, because you can get trapped when you do a Google search for that. And they go, oh, yes, here's our royalty-free music. It costs you, you know, 30 bucks a song. And you go, oh, I thought it was free. So it's royalty-free. But there are also free royalty-free musics out there. iTunes has it. And YouTube also has a library of free royalty-free music that you can use. So you can start with them. If you're going to be doing this a bit, you then might want to invest in some um, sites that provide this for you all the time. So Audioblocks for a year will give you access to their tens of thousands of tracks. So you can search through those and um, use that. Invato Elements is one that we also use. That's a bit more expensive. That's 217 US dollars. So, you know, it's a gazillion Australian dollars these days. But the beauty of that is it comes with the music, but it also comes with sound effects, stock video, photos, fonts, video templates, graphic templates, presentation templates, WordPress, and, and a whole lot more. So for, for that, it's actually quite handy. There's also the option there where you can go to um, pixels.com and Pixabay, and you can get those for free. So that's for stock images at those sites if you want to get that. So there's a few few options there out there. Um, but yeah, obviously, you can Google as well, and you'll find some others that are doing similar things. You can compare them. Um, but yeah, we like Invato Elements because it does have, you know, so many uh, things that are available. They have higher paid um, products as well through their other big brother app, app sites. Uh, another another uh, hack is Fiverr.com. These things used to be $5, but that's gone up. But you can get animated logos, 3D animated stuff like that. Um, for nearly $5, it's gone up now a lot more. But so if you want some something clever done, um, something a little bit more sophisticated, and you know exactly what it is, you can go to fiverr.com, F-I-V-R-R-R, you can spell it, I can't, um, and you'll, uh, you'll be able to work that out. Uh, another resources which you may find useful, uh, comes care of me, uh, and this is 30 videos your school can make. 30 ways to maximize your video return on investment and 30 ways to share your videos. Obviously, having a video is great, but if nobody sees it, what's the point? So um, that 30 ways to share the videos is, is also what inspired this book, Watch Me Now, which um, is all about what to do with your videos once you've got them. So feel free, please go and grab those. Um, you might get some emails from me. Uh, it's usually, well, pretty much is always just uh, helpful tips and advice and, um, and that sort of stuff. Now, coming near the end of this, I've got uh, another webinar coming up the week after Neth. Now, we're scheduled this on Star Wars Day, May the 4th. So that's going to be videos in isolation webinar. So I'm going to be looking at the sort of videos that you could be making and you should be making and you can be making now when the kids aren't at school, when people are isolated, when things aren't normal at school, but you still need to keep in touch with your community and engage with them in different ways. So check that out. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're constantly still making videos for our clients. We've got a couple of shoots on tomorrow, another one on next week. So things are still happening. There are still messages that need to go out there and still different ways of doing it involving students, different people in the community. So tune in for that if you want to find out some tips on the sort of videos that could be useful that you might want to be thinking about in this day and age. Now, I'm interested to know if there is anything else that you do want to look at. Um, and so, Sheila, I've got another poll which is about um, 
what other topics might be useful at this point? Um, so, uh, Neil, as I referred, I think the teleprompt, um, there is a whole uh, another webinar that could be going into that. Uh, but I'm happy to message you separately on what I use and how I use that, uh, if, if that's um, useful for you. So, yes, let me know if there's uh, something else around video production that you're interested in. Hello, Sheila. Hello. Um, we have a few more questions in there as well, Jeff. Let me have a look. Uh, oh, hello. There we are. Any tips for shooting your school premises to create a virtual tour to go on your website? Um, Wendy, thank you for that question. I think um, uh, my, my concern about shooting your school premises when there's nobody there is it's, it's like a ghost town. So what I would suggest is you mix it up with, and this is something that I'll go into in that isolation video topic next, uh, the week after next, is combine it with somebody talking, perhaps introducing an area of the school, but then show footage of that, um, that premises in action. So whether it's the oval, then show some footage of the oval in action, some scenes of you know, games being played. Is it the, the school hall? Show that. Is it the theatreette? Then show some of the performances that go on there. So mix it between somebody talking about the facilities and then show some of the photos, if you don't have videos, um, of, it, of the premises being used. So I steer away from showing ghost towns of, you know, empty spaces. I, I just don't think that's what you want to be selling. You want to be selling what you actually deliver, which is, you know, an engaged, vibrant community taking place. So, um, yeah, so, so look at that. Uh, and anonymous attendees asked, are there any good little graphic packages that don't cost a lot to make infographics except, well, there's Canva, um, which is, uh, I think it's an Australian product, but that's gone, that's, that's doing brilliantly. So yeah, I think if you want to make little graphics that don't cost a lot, um, yeah, definitely look at Canva. That'd be my suggestion. Is there an easy way to add captions for those watching on social? Absolutely, there is, Lauren. And that is a uh, topic I'd go into in uh, how to share videos for maximise engagement. Rev.com is uh, where, I, where I send people to. They will convert your audio for $1.25 a minute and give you a caption file, which you can then add to your video or upload with your video. So rev.com, R-E-V.com. Um, and then anonymous attendee, at least a couple of them. Uh, if you're presenting, instead of doing an interview, do you still send, tend to put the presenter off camera? Uh, well, if, if you're presenting and you're not answering questions, then just present straight to camera is, um, is, what, I would, is what I suggest. So like I'm doing now, I'm, I'm presenting straight to camera. That's what you should be doing. If, if you're not answering an interview and it's not an ongoing interview, yeah, definitely, definitely do that. Uh, and we have a question from Michelle Cronin. Is Premiere Rush only for iPhone or can it be used on desktop? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Um, I think it's the phone version of, you know, it's a, it's a cut down version of Premiere Pro, I, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure what, uh, what the other options might be with that. Okay. And Annette, uh, did you want to speak? I have uh, unmuted you if you would like to speak. Are oh, you just doing that? I've got another question. It's a great question. If you're sharing videos, including footage used prior to social distance restrictions, do you need to add a disclaimer into the video to let your audience know that? Um, 
it, probably a good idea. We actually had a situation like that where we were showing footage of a big event that happened in February or January this year at a school where they had the whole school on the oval and they actually wrote, filmed in February 20, uh, 2020 um, just to address that issue. So given, yeah, I, I think I'd be aware of the situation um, and how, you know, what's appropriate there. I know with one school we're filming tomorrow, they're actually got the, the um, students, the captains and school leaders are going to be given some instruction about how to manage school um, uh, physical distancing once they come back to school. So give that as a, a demonstration. So we'll see how that goes. Annette, are you thinking you're online now? Yes. What's your question? I don't have a question, just listening. Oh, oh well, sorry, thanks. you raised your hand. Okay, no problem. Um, we have another question in from Courtney. Can you recommend any devices for staying steady using a DSLR, video camera or iPad? Personal mobile phones cannot be used at my school. Sure, yeah, look, there's a great product uh, for DSLR cameras called a Ronin. Uh, it's also from DJI who make the Osmo Mobile, but it's, it's built for DSLRs. It's a Ronin, R-O-N-I-N, um, and I think the SC model is the cheaper, it's only like six or $800, but yeah, it basically does the same thing as the, um, as the Osmo Mobile. Um, great product, we use that for our shoot so that we can use proper cameras and move around. Um, so yeah, that's, that's certainly um, worth looking into and worth, worth investing in if you're going to be moving around with your, with your cameras. Uh, and Denise has kindly, and, and Karen have kindly advised, a Premiere Rush is available on the desktop. So thank you for that. I'm a bit busy at the moment to look that up. So I appreciate you doing that for me. Any other questions? We look like we've got a, uh, a lot of people who are interested in how to share your videos to maximize engagement. So I'd be happy to uh, talk about that. And there's a fair bit of interest in live streaming and um, a bit less in, um, in teleprompting. Oh, I'm clicking through. So just to remind you, uh, framing. Medium close-ups, head at the top of the frame, not, uh, not portrait, please, not portrait, please, please, not portrait, shoot at landscape, don't shoot at portrait. Let me know if I've made my point. Um, audio, be aware of the audio, have a solution for it. Um, and yeah, listen, you know, make sure it's working, staying steady, using a tripod, using one of these, one of these devices or others that you've got to, uh, to help you is, is a great idea. Um, lighting, um, it's a bit of a can of worms, but certainly start off with something simple to just bring, you know, bring people out. Um, think about where the light is in the space, in the, in the space you're using and make use of that so that um, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can you know, possibly have it all, all set up. Avoid shooting people silhouetted. You don't want them to look like they're on some kind of witness protection scheme. So yeah, just be aware of the lighting as you go. Presenting effectively, rehearse, prepare, be clear on what your message is, boost your energy, um, understand the cameras do dampen the energy, so you do have to perform. Uh, Filming essentials, make sure you've got your media, you've got your um, uh, everything ready. Um, and your, your shot list and all the rest. Um, Wendy Lloyd Curley, no, you should not shoot in portrait, Wendy. <laughs> you know that too well. <laughs> Just in case Friendly. you didn't get your point across there, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. Lovely to have you here. Uh, extracting your footage, yeah. So just be aware of that. Um, uh, that make sure you're maintaining the quality of your footage the whole way through. Don't, uh, don't do that. Uh, Neil, you're awesome as well. 
Thank you, Neil. <laughs> and, and yes, this recording will be available. Um, editing, uh, it takes a lot longer than you think. Um, cut out the excess stuff. Just cut it down to the essential stuff. You'll be surprised how often when you're interviewing somebody, they repeat themselves throughout the presentation. And you can, the skill of the editor is to get the message across as quickly and as, as succinctly as possible. Um, and to look for music and other ways to create an emotional uh, connection with people. Uh, and resources. So, yeah, there's plenty of free stuff out there. There's plenty of other stuff out there that if you want. Um, Google it, look for it, and you'll be able to find it. Um, there are my contact details. Um, if you do want a copy of my book, I just put, thought this morning, yeah, you might want these. Um, they are available on my uh, Jeff Anderson website. So just look up jeffanderson.com.au books uh, and I can send you those out. Um, and otherwise, I'll see you back in, um, on May the 4th. Be with you. Perfect. Well, Jeff, thank you very much. And anybody, if you've got any questions, uh, feel free to submit them directly to Jeff or else to Educate Plus. Um, we will... one, one more question's come in. What, pro, what editing programs do you suggest? I did touch on that. I think if you're starting out on a Mac, um, yes, iMovie is a great, uh, great way to start. Final Cut Pro is a big brother of iMovie and it's a, a smooth transition um, upskilling to that. But you can certainly do an awful lot with iMovie. You can do it on your iPad and iPhone as well. So, uh, yep, that's, that's a good start. Um, oh, and Neil, thanks on behalf of Educate Plus members. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, lots of thanks. And if you're not a member of Educate Plus and you're in the school environment, then get in touch with Sheila or Tina and um, find out more. Yep, thank you very much, Jeff. And everybody, we will uh, provide a recording and a copy of the slideshow to you all on our website after this presentation. So, Jeff, thanks a million. Looking forward to seeing you at the next one. Thank you, Sheila. See ya. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.